Do you ever feel frustrated? Like you're doing all the things, but it feels like you're slogging through the mud. You've run the ads. Why aren't you getting the traction? You've hired the people. Why isn't it feeling any easier or lighter? You've definitely logged the hours, but why isn't the needle moving the way that you want it to? You're hitting goals. Why doesn't it even feel good? Today, we're digging into the three bad habits that are actually stalling out your leadership growth, which is preventing you from seeing the progress you're really craving and what to do instead. We talk about it all the time. Leadership is the bridge. So you can't strategize your way out of poor leadership. So we're digging into these three bad habits that are building a wall between you and where you want to be. And no matter how many strategies you try without these three things in check, it will always feel like a slog. So let's make this journey a little bit lighter, shall we? Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Okay, the first one is going to seem a little bit counterintuitive because we live in a society that promotes productivity as being the thing that moves the needle, which can be true. Obviously, you have to take action in order to see actual results. But when you lean too heavily on action and you try and push through a tough time and a tough mindset without ultimately figuring out the leadership lessons and what you need to become in order to break through to the next level, it's going to leave you feeling forever like you are on a hamster wheel. So for example, I know that when I get stressed, And when I get overwhelmed, this is a perfect example. The time of this recording, it is the Friday before we are supposed to leave for three weeks road trip out east to see family. In true us fashion, we haven't even considered packing yet. (laughs) And we leave tomorrow for three weeks. I also have seven, I think seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, nope, eight podcast episodes to record today in addition to a laundry list of other business-related things that I need to do in order to feel complete at the end of this day, focus on packing, and get on the road for our vacation. So when I'm in this mode of heavy stress, I wake up in the morning with anxiety. I'm like, oh God, I just, I get up really early and I'm like, I just have to go. Like, I just have to get into it. I have to get this work done. And I think that productivity and action is going to solve that discomfort. What I know I need to do instead, which is what I did this morning, which is teed me up for a lot of energy and focus today, is to not start my day just with action, not to lean so heavily on hitting the gas as hard as I can and 
not first filling up my tank. Okay. So this morning I got up early. I got myself hydrated. It was a beautiful sunny day. I took my journal outside and I sat down and I wrote out how today's is going to go, including how I'm going to feel, how energized I'm going to be, how focused I'm going to be, how well and smoothly this day is going to go. And I'm going to show up for it. And I had to just choose who I'm going to be on a day that there's a ton on my plate. Like that's just the nature of the beast. Not to mention the fact that we're being thrown curveballs left and right. One of my kids is not feeling good. But when you're faced with those challenges, how are you going to handle it? Because when you go into mega action and then one of your kids gets sick, you feel like the world is ending because you don't have the capacity or the space to even shift your head to focus on your child because all you're focusing on is the checklist, is the to-do list. Trying to get you out of the to-do list into leadership and figure out who do I need to be in order to handle what's ahead of me and then go handle it, okay? You'll be more efficient in how you handle it. You'll be less stressed. You'll be more joyful and you won't torture the people around you in the process. So I'm gonna give you some quick tips on how you can do this. So the first thing is carving out that white space. Like I talked about, it was 15 minutes this morning. I got sun on my skin, which helps energize you, gives you a vitamin D boost, gives you a mood boost, an energy boost. It tells your body to wake up, to kick the melatonin to the side, to produce the endorphins and the hormones that are gonna get you up and moving. And I use that time to write and to map out what it's gonna be like. If I didn't carve out that time and I went right into action, it would be stressed action, not leadership-focused action. So carve out that white space. Do what you have to do to be who you need to be to do the work. Don't just jump into the work. The second thing that I've had to do a few times over the last few weeks with just all the stuff going on, we have so much going on in our world. As a family, we ha- I had to literally implant the thoughts into my brain that I needed to have in order to be who I need to be to carry out the mission ahead of me because I couldn't come up with it on my own. So what do I mean by that? I'm pregnant. I sometimes I feel like in the first trimester, I'm just like in a down mood. It's a hormonal thing. It's not a huge deal. I anticipate it, but it's like, I don't have a lot of natural motivation when I typically am pretty buzzed about you know, the work I'm doing and what's ahead of me. So I thought about, all right, well, who do I need to be to get what's ahead of me done and to feel really good about it? And I was doing a lot of visionary work during this time, mapping out the company's upcoming goals and all of that good stuff. So knowing that and knowing that I wasn't naturally coming up with these thoughts on my own or ways of thinking or being like in a leadership frame of mind, I pulled out the books that were going to literally implant those thoughts in my head for me. And I that white space in the morning didn't just include journaling. It included reading the stuff that was going to shift my mind. When you're journaling too, here's an aside. Write the story. Write it out how you want it to go. And I don't mean like every little moment of the day goes perfectly because then you set up an expectation that when your kid does fall and skin their knee and need you that you're like, oh gosh, that wasn't in the story I wrote. Now everything's ruined. It's more so who are you going to be? How are you going to react when things do go wrong? How are you going to be flexible? How is today going to feel for you? What are you going to do when you encounter the tough stuff? So write the story as you want it to play out, but more so in who you are than every little detail of how it's going to go. Write out how it's going to feel. You know, like we're in the middle of a program launch And I write things like, 
it feels light and easy to fill this program. Like that's how I want, doesn't mean it's going to be just happen right away, but it means that the feeling behind doing the work is going to be light and easy. I know it's the right thing. I know we're doing what we can. We're controlling the controllable and we're going forward. The other thing when you're in that mega stress mode and you're just leaning into action a little too heavily, take a break and go work out. If you're limited in your capacity to work out, like I have been for the last few years because my health stuff, go for a walk. Do literally 10 to anywhere from 10 to 100 little baby jumps just on the floor. Just jump. Get your heels off the floor. Even if, if you can't jump, if you're low impact, lift to your toes and drop down to your heels. Because when you're hammering your body down like that, it's waking up your adrenals, it's waking up your lymphatic system, which gets stuff flowing, which gives you energy and focus and a better mood. Something that you can do in a matter of 20 seconds can shift your whole day. The other thing, before you lean into action, before you get back on the hamster wheel on purpose, self-inflicted, go to a trusted friend or mentor before this starts to fester, before you are a massive ball of uncontrollable stress. And don't just use your spouse as a dumping grounds. Go to somebody that you trust, that you know has your best interest at heart, and that wants to help you. And that might just be a five-minute conversation like, hey, this is a tough one today. Like, this is the mood I'm in. My gut tells me I have to go, like, take on my thousand mile to-do list. What are your thoughts? And just let them breathe some wisdom into you if you're not coming up with it on your own. And as always, when you're in those modes of crazy action, and I'm a huge proponent of action. Like I say all the time, answers come to those who take action. I'm talking about when you start to use it to your own detriment. When you start to create a habit that doesn't even allow you to to think forward thinking and to be a visionary. So whenever I'm getting into those modes where I'm like noticing three, four, five days a week, I am just in straight go mode trying to check all the things off the list and I'm not really connected or focused or energized by it. I'm just stressed by it. I know that's my indicator light. It's time to reconnect to my vision. It's time for me to come back to why I'm doing this, where are we going, how am I recalibrating, and why am I in a stage of the game that's requiring me to be burning myself out? What's missing? Do we need to make more hires? Is our team not operating efficiently? Are people dropping the ball? Am I dropping the ball and leading them to be able to take things off my plate and I'm just taking it on myself? Have I bitten off more than I can chew? Is our calendar too jam-packed? Is this self-inflicted? You have to reconnect with that vision so you know where the heck you are going wrong so that this doesn't perpetuate. This is not just a season. This is a habit that you have to break, a bad habit, okay? The second habit that's hurting your leadership, hurting your growth in both business and personally is avoiding the tough things. Sometimes, The reason you're drowning in stuff to do is because you haven't had the conversation with the team member who is being really inefficient in their work or dropping the ball or not showing up for what they need to do. So you've just taken it on because you're dreading the conversation, having to hold up the mirror and say, hey, this isn't working. What's going wrong here? How can we address this? Sometimes you are avoiding the tough thing with your spouse. And it's creating this energy in you that is creating negativity and and festering in you and having you treat other people poorly. What is the 
elephant in the room that you don't want to address because you are scared, because you know it will be a really crappy conversation to have, because you just have that overwhelming feeling of, I can't take on one more damn thing. And I feel like this conversation or this thing I have to do, whether it's firing that client that drives me nuts or letting go of that employee or finally just doing the hard thing that's actually going to move the needle forward in the business, but I'm terrified to send the pitch or I'm afraid to put in that much effort into whatever it is I need to do. The more you're avoiding that, the more you're creating a problem for yourself. You are a leader. It is your job to solve problems. It is your job to look those tough things in the eye and navigate through them. Sometimes they're tough things that are just hard, right? Like they're just hard work. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do, I don't want to take start this project because it's going to take up so much of my time. Or I've been avoiding sending those emails because I'm afraid to get rejected, but I know it's the thing that'll move us forward. Or I've got to let that client go because every time their name shows up in my inbox, I get like a feeling of dread and a pit in my stomach. Avoiding the tough thing is an incredibly bad habit. So I heard a story recently about the buffalo versus the cow, okay? So when there is a big storm, the cow creates a little bit of a problem for itself. So when the storm comes, now cows are not traditionally very fast animals. As the storm quickly approaches, the cow tries to run from it. It runs away from the storm. But because the cow is not very fast, that storm starts coming fast and furious, and the cow ends up maximizing the amount of time that it's in the pain and suffering of being in the storm because the storm catches up with it and the cows keep running and the storm just keeps going with the cows. So then instead of just suffering through it for whatever period of time that storm would pass over, they extend the amount of suffering. Don't be a cow. In short, don't be a cow. Now, the buffalo, on the other hand, which is interesting because they're such similar creatures, the buffalo sees a storm coming and they also run, but they do not run away from the storm. They run into the storm. So as fast as they can as a herd, they run towards the pain and the suffering because it minimizes the full amount of time that they actually have to be in the storm. Because as they're running towards it, it's running towards them, and then they cross over each other more quickly. Be the buffalo. Be the buffalo. Run into the freaking storm. It's going to catch up with you. It's going to catch up with you, and you're going to extend your suffering. So what are some simple ways you can start to shift this bad habit into a good one? Put the thing you have to do into your freaking calendar. You know it's not getting done until it's in your calendar. It's just like the reality of running a business and having a crazy life. Put it in your calendar. Literally, that conversation you have to have with that, that team member, it goes in the calendar. It's not like, oh, I got to have that conversation. One month goes by, two months, three months. It's like Wednesday at noon, I'm having that conversation. And you can wrap your head around it and you get your mind right. And you can talk to anyone you need to talk to to get their wisdom to support you in that. You can pray over it. You can whatever you need to do to prep for it. But you know it's coming and you're running into it. Again, back to the first habit that we talked about and the journaling, sit down, write out about how it's going to go. You write about it like it's already happened or it's happening. I'm having this conversation. It's going very well. 
They're very receptive. I'm very calm. I'm sticking to exactly what I said I was going to say. I'm not going to get emotional. However you need it to go, I feel really confident in what I'm doing. I know this is the right thing. And then finally, just make the decision confidently, right? If you're going to send the pitch, send the pitch. If you're going to let the person go, let them go. You have to choose it and do it. There is so much energy and, uh, I don't know, positivity lost through stewing on decisions, through sitting on it and decision fatigue. It's exhausting. It's sucking you dry. You might have this one little thing that would take like a minute to do, but because it exists in your brain, it is taking precious time and energy from you. So put in your calendar, write about how it's going to go, make the decision, do it confidently, be a dang buffalo. Finally, the last habit that's just not serving you is going it alone. Going it alone. This is probably one of my greatest weaknesses as a leader. I have, one, I'm very introverted. Two, I really like being alone. Like I like space to myself. I'm down here in my barn studio right now. It's one of my favorite places to be because it's quiet minus when my chickens are laying eggs. And I just feel I like being by myself. I could do this like 10 hours a day. When I have the house to myself, it's like energizing. Anyway, I naturally like to be alone. I am naturally very introverted, meaning when I'm around people, I enjoy being around people, but it does take my energy. And on top of that, I'm the type that likes to fail in private. (laughs) So it's really hard to let people in. It's hard to take on mentors. It's hard to be coached. It's hard to let people see my weaknesses and my gaps. And it's something that I'm constantly working on. And often coaching a lot of my clients and my incubator members through or my Mavericks through because it's the plague of many of us. We struggle and we our tendency is to become an island. And especially when things go wrong or when I'm facing a challenge, I go inward. Like, okay, how do I solve this problem? What do I need to do? How do I control this? And I don't even think to reach out for support. And my husband is constantly saying, Liz, have you talked to so-and-so, insert mentor's name? Have you reached out to your mom? Have you talked to whomever? I'm like, no, why would I do that? It's like, because they might have some great advice for you, or they might just make you feel better or help you feel more confident in whatever decision you're making. Or you might just understand that you're not alone in this and that you have support. And the funny thing is, is he and I are so different. He's very extroverted. And anytime he faces a challenge, that man is on the phone. Like he is calling up whoever he, he doesn't feel like he's imposing on anyone. He doesn't, he's just like, I'm facing this challenge within 30 seconds. He's got somebody on the phone to support him. He's no shame around it. And it's such a gift to him because he moves. He's a buffalo. He runs right into it. He moves through it so much more quickly than I do because I try to be an island. So yes, you're resourceful, but are you leveraging all of your resources? Because all of your resources are not just what you find on the internet. It's actual human beings that you can be in relationship with. So to be coached is to allow yourself to be helped, which is a very vulnerable thing. Do you have the humility for that? I recently did an episode where I talked about a client of mine who I love, who really struggled with that, really struggled to let their guard down, really struggled to let me and other people in and always had to have this facade up like everything was all together. Do you have the humility to be helped, to ask for help, to not go it alone? It is so worth investing in the business village. It is so worth creating the family village so you have support at home, right? 
source the leadership village, the people that are going to lift you up and help you become a better version of yourself, a better leader. And open yourself up to being in community with support. Hire the people. Join the mastermind. Right? Participate in the group coaching program. This is such a powerful investment. People are like, oh, well, what are the deliverables and what's it, you know, is that even going to be worth it for me? The magic happens in the experience of not being the island, of seeing the power of relationships that can't be put on a sales page. You are limiting yourself times a million because you're trying to compartmentalize and itemize an investment that goes so far beyond anything that could be read off to you on a sales call. So be a part of the village, create the village, invest in the village. It will take you further. I talk all the time. The year I joined my first mastermind, I had hardly broken a quarter of a thousand, a quarter of a quarter of a thousand, quarter of a million in revenue. It wasn't even profit. And I broke my first million dollar profit year, the year I joined my first mastermind. So something to consider. And the timing of this is beautiful and divine because we, we have a very high level program. It's called the incubator that is for people like me, (laughs) for people that are go-getters and seeing growth and seeing success, but they have a tendency to kind of go it alone or they know the power of the pack. And we're very selective about the people we bring in. It is application only, but if it's something that you'd like to apply to and explore, you can go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator. The caliber of the people that come in will change your life forever. Literally, being a part of this will change your life forever. So it's luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator, and we hope to see you there. Okay, those three habits, they're holding you back. Lean into the advice to shift them. And let me know what you think about this episode. Share it, tag me, pass it along. Thank you for tuning in and we will talk soon. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.